What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have not only uh, a crazy episode for you guys this week, this is the last pay-per-view review for the year 2022 uh we hope you guys had a very merry christmas over the weekend and we are ready to kick off the last a happy hanukkah a happy a happy kwanzaa yes oh i'm here hello it's mr gator um a a happy whatever the fuck you celebrate because we're inclusive yes uh actually it's actually kwanzaa at the time y'all are um listening to this yes yes so sit around eat chicken and enjoy the menorah well well Hanukkah's the menorah I don't know what they call it on Kwanzaa but it's like a okay well sit around the Kwanzaa tree <laughs> uh, or the burning bush or whatever the fuck it is I, I don't and I, we're being honest here ladies and gentlemen we don't know what the fuck it is yeah sit around the burning bush which is better than a burning cross and <laughs> and enjoy this pay-per-view review now now introduce me like I'm supposed to be introduced damn it okay well ladies and gentlemen uh, here for this uh, last pay-per-view review of 2022 is the man who does these pay-per-view reviews when he actually shows up to work. He is, ref- he is he, yeah, and he is now at the halfway point of the labors of Bucciarelli. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, Gator Ricky Ross. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, the clap. Yes, 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 the clap. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bucciarelli, I have a pubic server, uh, a pubic service announcement. Um, a, a what? I have pubic service announcement. Uh, a pubic? Yes, pubic. I think you're trying to say public. Yes, pubic service announcement, Mr. Bucciarelli. I, I am no longer fucking direct. What? What? I had to give him up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is breaking news here on the Boochcast. Gator is no longer fucking the rats. Yes, I had to give them up, Mr. Boochrelli. There was an incident. Okay, what happened? Why are we no longer fucking the rats? Mr. Boochrelli, let me just say this, okay? I'm not scared of a lot of things in life, but uh, overly kinky chicks scared the hell out of me. You're scared of kinky girls. Yes, Mr. Boochrelli. I went to the rat's house. Just like she had asked me to do. Okay. I get there, and she starts playing some beautiful music, okay? She was playing Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones, which is what Mr. Boudreaux is going to play before this show. I I am? Yes. You heard it at the beginning of the show. Mr. Boudreaux is going to play it, Beast of Burdens by the Rolling Stones. I, I guess that's what I'm playing then, okay. Yes, yes. So you heard Beast of Burdens by the Rolling Stones. We played it ahead of time because we choreographed stuff like that. Yes. And um, children... She walked in to her room. She put on a fancy negligee, and then she come out holding a eight foot snake, a fucking eight foot snake, Mister Budra, eight foot. Okay. And then you're wearing a negligee, talking about Lucifer's gonna wiggle around us as we wiggle around. Uh Yeah. So this bitch pulled out a snake. Yes. Oh yeah. Bitches be crazy. And I ran like the first black guy in the horror movie that gets killed. <laughs> don't fail me now. Okay, look. I'm, I'm, I'm I need to explain this to people because there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there that do this shit. I need to make my own uh pubic service announcement if you will. Just make you a pubic service announcement. Stop normalizing snakes. Yes. Stop trying to act like snakes are a normal pet to have and that They're having not. a snake roaming around 
around and just handing it over to people doesn't make you fucking weird. Yes. You're a fucking yes. weirdo, okay? Yes. yes, weirdos. People that play with guitars have snakes. They fuck 18-year-olds. <laughs> So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now that we got the uh, public uh, pubic service announcements out of the way. Now I got a, I got another pubic service announcement. Mr. Budred, you know I got a job. You did? Yes. Where I'm at? Now, I'm now a truck, I now work for a trucking company. Really? Yes. Yes. I get to truck beer. Uh, well, I work as a dispatcher, but as I'm actually a transportation coordinator. Okay. Coordinator, yes. I, I got a title and everything. But, um, Mr. Bidrelli, uh, I learned something. What's that? You cannot trust people to haul your beer. I could have told you that. Well, I had a I had a trucker get arrested the other day. He got arrested? I, I, I bet you can't guess what he got arrested for. Um, he, he ended up drinking the beer? No. He forgot to put his lights on? No. He swerved on the road while he was getting a blowjob from a hooker. Oh, my God. They pulled him over and he had no britches on what pants down by his knees she's buck ass naked they're looking for drugs and alcohol in the in the sleeper and all they see is a naked hooker okay um yeah i see a, I see a lot of things wrong with this um first of all why is the lot lizard which by the way i've heard that's what they're called i'll explain why in a moment yes, that's what they're called that's what they're called mr Boudier is correct why is the lot lizard in the truck while it's in motion don't they usually go to truck apparently, stops apparently that that particular lot was all dried up. Okay. Um. Then not only that, you're driving an 18 wheeler truck full of beer. Not not no mind the fact it's full of beer. It could be full of anything. You're driving no, 18. No 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 no. See, if he had done something to the beer, me and the ginger would have had to kill him. Yeah, but that's not the point I'm trying to make. So let me make my point. My point I'm trying to make is this: it doesn't matter what's in the truck. Point is, you're driving an 18 wheeler. Why would anyone? First of all, why would the lot lizard think it's a good idea to suck someone's dick while they're driving an 18 wheeler? And what trucker with any professionalism would let the girl do that? I have a hard enough time. No pun intended. Staying on the road in a Kia Forte when a girl is blowing me. I've had hard enough time keeping that steady. Like, let alone an 18-wheeler. If I'm driving an 18-wheeler, I don't want anyone even breathing on me. Don't look at me. Don't talk to You can talk to me, but do not do... There is no fondling until I park the truck. Understand that right now. Now, so, now you're swerving. Okay, now, he's caught with his pants around his ankles. Now, I've been pulled over a few times in my life for a variety of reasons. And I know for a fact, a fucking fact, that when you get pulled over, you've got a, a window of an opportunity to pull your pants up. You got plenty of time to pull up your pants. Plenty. You got to plenty. Hell, there's times where I've been pulled over and I had time to put my seatbelt on. Yeah, true. So the cop doesn't try to give me a seatbelt ticket. Yeah, I, so I know you, you got time. You have plenty of time to throw your beer out of the window. That's just fucking stupid. Huh? You don't throw the beer out the window. Well, you don't leave it in the car open. Worst case scenario, you dump it on you dump it on the floor. True, very true, very true. You know, but I'm just saying, you can't. You throw it out the window. They're gonna see you throw it out the window. So yeah. you got time to pull your pants up, and the girl is gonna try to hide under covers, like she's hiding from the fucking boogeyman. No, she tried to hide in the in the in the mini fridge. But she wouldn't fit. Like, okay, here's an idea. Put your clothes on. At least put 
some panties on and a long t-shirt. Put yeah, put your clothes on. Because even yeah. if they see the girl in your car, until there is money exchange and a sexual act, they can't do anything to you. I don't think. They can't really do shit to you. They would need to see you, like, in the act of doing something sexual or find out if any money's been exchanged yes. before they can actually arrest you for banging a hooker. So all this they shit, could, there's a lot of shit that could have easily been avoided if they did. If they just exercised some common sense. The reason I know the term lot lizard is because Elvis said that I should consider doing trucking. It's a conversation he and I have been having. He thinks it's something I should consider. Wanting to do. I mean, is, is it, is it, is how good is it? I mean, I'm a broker, so it's a little different. I work in an office all day. Okay. Well, I'm just saying they, he's thought I should consider becoming a trucker and, you know, hauling yeah. merch. I think it'd be, road. I think it'd be great. Bootcast on the road with Mr. Bootcast. That, yeah. Elvis suggested that as well as other things. It, that was his thought process. And while we were doing that, he brought up the term lot lizard, which is the term for hookers who frequent truck stops. Yes. Those, like, was, those are what those are called. Yeah. And there's, cause that, and I even know, like, like here in Atlanta, if you go to Fulton Industrial Circle near the Babe Strip Club, that's where there's, a, there's some truck stop places there, and there's actually where a few hookers tend to frequent. Some are good, most of them aren't. It's a it's a crapshoot down there. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, every now and then you get a good one. Most of the time they're bad. Uh, I've only been down there a handful of times. Um, you meet a white girl named Melissa. She's worth it. Um, but yeah, so. That was where I learned the term lot lizard, and that was a crazy moment. But yes, as uh, Gator mentioned before, uh, we do have our classic pay-per-view review. And for those of you that are new, how this works is uh, Gator and I get together like this, and we go over classic pay-per-views from WWE, WCW, and ECW. And we do them from the perspective of not just two people who are fans of wrestling, but also from the perspective of two people who work in the business. Gator is, of course, a wrestler manager he's been a referee and announcer a teacher booker uh pot the popcorn he pretty much got the industry covered I I, fucked the rat. and has fucked the rats i myself have been a commentator ring announcer manager in and out of the ring i've done street team shit that i never want to fucking do again i've you know chauffeured wrestlers around i've pretty much got the industry covered as well so between the both of us we have done a lot in the world of independent wrestling and this week our classic pay-per-view review is ECW Massacre on 34th Street 2000 in honor of the holidays. Can I do the gimmick now? Sure. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for Promo Theater with Vinny Bucci. The show opens with Joey Styles and well, 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 I always win the bedroom battle. I kick it like a cowboy. I slaughter them like cattle. And a stud muffin never kisses and tells, so I would never tattle. But your mom done some pretty outrageous things with a pacifier and a rattle. But I'm not just her babysitter. I'm her power hitter, the quintessential stud muffin, the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual Joel 
Every woman's infatuation across the whole entire nation. They like the pulsation, but they love the penetration. And I can sense your frustration since all you get is masturbation. So you can use your imagination or I can give you a demonstration. Gertner. That was beautiful. Forget the tree at Rockefeller Center. Forget Macy's window. Because tonight, New York, we got a massacre on 34th Street. Oh, yes, children. Yes. <laughs> now that we have done that, our opening contest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What, there's more shit? Well, yeah, I did the promo theater, but I also have my other business that I have to do. Oh, go ahead, do, do, do you think? You know, we got, think? yeah, there's, there's there's more to this, you know, we gotta, gotta rush into do this. The, do the gimmick, yes, do the gimmick. I gotta do the gimmick. Uh, ECW Massacre on 34th Street uh, was, took place on December 3rd, 2000 from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. There was 2000 2,800 people in attendance. And of course, they, the name for this also came not only because of, of Miracle on 34th Street, but also the look, the Hammerstein Ballroom is actually located on 34th Street in New York, for those who did not know. That, so I did it, not know, but that is a, it's some interesting yes. information, Mr. Bujarelli. Absolutely. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. This is a tag team match with the winner to get the managerial services of Don Marie. We got the managerial, the managerial services. Yes. The Bad Street Boys versus Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger. Oh boy, this is some serious incentive. York and Matthews work some cool double team stuff at the start. Very quick start. Uh, York takes a beating from the heels. Uh, Simon is, in, is hit, uh, which is like a three amigos. Oh, the Simon Simon series is hit, which is like a three amigos. But they know Northern Lights suplex and set out inverted suplex involved. It's sweet. They miscommunicate, double team. Look, this is short, fast paced. It's not really what I would like, but it's modern bullshit. If you're into AEW, you would like. If your age is 18 to 45 and male, you would enjoy it. Yes, and overall, I thought it was a decent tag team match, but I'm going to say this. I felt, with all due respect to Swinger, because I, I, I know him and I consider him a friend and I have tremendous respect for him. Um, this match was a complete and total fucking waste of time. Agreed. And I'm going to tell you why it was a waste of time. Uh, this entire show is a waste of time. Yes, but I'm going to tell you why this match specifically. It was five minutes and 38 seconds. Of our life, we can't get back. Thank you, I was waiting for that. And here's why it pisses me off. You have this match that is somewhat competitive. Good, decent back and forth action. Then, you get to the end. Matthews puts swing on the turnbuckle, hits a Frankensteiner, York nails the Rebel Yell for the win. So they win. The Bad Street Boys win the match. Per the stipulation, they are supposed to get Don Marie as a manager. That was the rules. Don Marie <laughs> rakes the eyes of York. Simon and Swinger nail the problem solver, which is their tag team finisher. And Don Marie chooses Simon and Swinger instead, which of course begs the question, why did you have this fucking match to begin with? And also, here's, here's my other question that I have. Just out of curiosity for for anybody that's supposed to be in charge of booking, you know, the guy that everyone says has a mind for the business. Can I ask that man a question? If Don Marie was going to leave with Simon and Swinger, here's an idea. 
up just off the top of my head, you know. Never don't I don't have, do I, have, I don't have a lot of professional booking experience. I help Gator with some finishes. That's about the extent of it. But I got an idea here, Gator. You're a professional booker. Maybe you can tell me if this makes sense. Maybe they might want to do a little something like have Don Marie cost the Bad Street Boys the match. That's what would be called character development. I'm just saying, if you're gonna make her choose them, help Simon and Swinger cheat. And it gives the baby faces something to bitch about because they got fucked. Booking 101. Okay, if you want to know how to book, this is the best way to learn, okay? There is a song called The Devil Went Down to Georgia, okay? You listening? I'm listening. Okay. In that song, it sets up babyface and heel. Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Okay, that was the devil's motivation. He was looking for a soul to steal. Comes up on a boy playing a fiddle, and he's playing it hot, and then he jumped up on a hickory stump, and he made the challenge, okay? That's what a heel does. He made the challenge. He's the bad guy. He's the devil. He made the challenge, okay? Right there. That ex- that sets up the whole heel. Johnny says, okay, I'll take your ass home. The devil plays. He gets cocky. Then he realizes he's been beat, and that's how you, boom. That is how you would book. Do you understand where I'm going with this? Yes. I could do a 45-minute promo on this and how this is done because the guy that taught me how to book used that as the precursor of how to do it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was it. Like, they, this match made no sense. You literally wasted the audience time with all yeah. of this. You were better off opening the show with New Jack and Angel. Or butt sex. That's what they should have had with Don Marie. But anyway, on that note, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We got Balls Mahoney versus Easy Money with Electra, Chris Hamrick, and Julio De Niro. This is a faction called Hot Commodity. What the actual fucking shit? Electra comes out looking gross as hell. She puts dollar bills into G into money's G string. Um, it's all too much for my eyes, man. Joe Gardner's gone. Cyrus comes in, fucking dumb dom callous. Jesus. Christ. Uh, balls is super over. Um, the match starts. They do basic stuff. Balls. Misses a ugly. Oh my God, this was so bad. Crossbody lands outside. Uh, money follows up with a dive as hot commodity holds balls and he holds their hold balls as balls in place. Um, I can't believe I just wrote that since they hold balls in place. Inside, <laughs> balls hits a nice suplex for two, then pays hot commodity back by diving out onto them. Inside, he misses the New Jersey Jam. Of Apparently, that's what it's called. And eats the money clip. Apparently, that's what that's called. Because why not? Uh, Joey either knew or made up names for every single fucking move. Uh, A you got implant chant starts towards Electra, which is clear. Um, Balls gets a near fall on a second rope suplex. And then we get the she's got herpes chant, which is actually funny because there's a girl in my office that actually has herpes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Which is bad but true. She was itching. We call it scratch and sniff because she was itching and scratching earlier. Um, uh, money goes up and misses a swanton leading to a super kick for two. Uh, these two are moving surprisingly quick. The w- the WWE Network version, aka the cock, they blur out the fucking middle finger just now. But it did not censor Danny Dorian at the beginning dropping a motherfucking F-bomb but they blur out a middle finger. Wrestling. Hot commodity all jump Mahoney. Uh, we get a we get a neck breaker, leg drop, moonsault. Easy money wins. Uh, while I don't think this should have gotten longer than the opener, it was surprisingly shitty. <laughs> yes. They, they moved rather quickly. Uh, it was just fucking, I mean, it's ECW. This fucking, this whole fucking show sucks, okay? <laughs> 
Yes. And, oh God. Yes, as we mentioned before. Now, 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 and hot commodity starts putting the boots to Balls Mahoney. Nova runs out, takes them all on, dives onto them for a fucking ECW chant, and then we get the next match. Yes, but after Mr. Bujarelli's. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you. So this match was seven. I had, to, I had to finish the. I had to finish the quote. Yes, I know. I just wanted to make sure you didn't jump too far ahead, but you stopped yourself. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. So the next. So this match was, uh, as we said, longer than the opener. It was seven minutes and. 52 seconds um and this match was basically a what the fuck was going on um by the way for those who don't know the money clip is actually a buckshot lariat and here's another thing it's a buckshot lariat so that means i need to ask gator an expert question oh god who did it better easy money or hangman adam page the ginger on a bender drunk as a motherfucker <laughs> I meant between these two. Oh, they both suck, but um, the more control was Adam Page. Okay, because we're not even gonna try to compare it to Logan Paul because Logan did it better than both of them. But oh, Logan Paul, Logan Paul's got the best one. Oh yeah, um, but I'm just saying between the two, who did it better, Adam Page? Okay, good to know. So Adam, Adam Page, because at least it was controlled. Yes. Uh, Balls climbs up, hits a superplex for a two count. I thought that was a close call. I thought it was the finish right there. I really did. And not only did the crowd chance, she's got herpes. Cyrus of course had the phrase Gertner has more dimples on his ass than all the chads in South Florida which of course he's making a reference to the 2000 election and all the controversy in South Florida which is why at the time a lot of us hated the state of Florida not much has changed um, and of course uh, Chris Hamrick his he apparently when he jumps off the top rope well, or does, I, I, his leg drop is now called the confederate leg drop I think that's hilarious and then again we don't know if these are no, actual well, if he hit it on New Jack. Yeah, but I just don't know. Like again, is that what he calls it, or is or is Joey Styles just making up names? And either way, if Joey Styles is making all this shit up, I love him for that because I like it. Makes me pay attention to moves more when they have names like that instead of just being regular old moves. I like that. And a class, of course, Electra had the rep distracted the whole time, and that led to um, all the craziness that went on afterwards. So as I mentioned before, they pretty much start the next match. So the next match of the evening, we got Nova with Balls Mahoney versus Julio De Niro with Chris Hamrick, Easy Money, and Electro. Yeah. Um, Balls stays at ringside to make sure Hot Commodity does not get involved. Like most Nova matches, it's just high-impact offense. Nova hits what Joey Styles calls a sludge-o-matic. De Niro gets two with a Verta Breaker. Honestly, the, honestly, that move should always be a match ender. And I agree. The Verta Breaker looks fucking devastating, especially Julio De Niro when he did it. Julio De Niro is a decent worker. It seems like an unfocused match, which I guess makes sense since it was impromptu. None of the interference really worked, uh, despite it being a major part of the match. As with the first two matches, the guys were working hard. It just doesn't come off right here. Okay. And this, again, is the shit tape. Yes, it is. This match was five minutes and 57 seconds. Of our life, we can't get back. Thank you. And You're basically, the only highlight for me, really, in the midst of all the bullshit is uh, Nova hitting the kryptonite crusher. I love that finisher. That is fucking great move. I love that move. I... Yeah, but the Verta Breaker, the Verta Breaker, come on. Yeah, he goes up top and there's a flying leg drop at Easy and Hammer break it up. He hit a double suplex and then put Julio on top of Nova. Ball's in the ring, clocks everyone with a chair. And Joey says, what a potato. And I bring this up because I want to get Gator's take on this. One of the things that Gator has told, that I've heard from Gator and when I used to do commentary with Mad Dog Dan Sawyer, this was one of the things
things he had to teach me in my early times of doing commentary. Do not use insider terms. Yes. So, Gator, was it okay for Joey to say what a potato, or did he violate policy? Fuck no. Fuck no. He deserves to have his commentary card ripped up. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought, oh, boy, that's not good. Oh, you know I you know I curse. Yeah. So, Joey said what a potato, and I went, ah, oh, dude, you ain't supposed to do that. That, that ain't cool, it's bro. It's ECW. They don't care. I know. They should, but they don't. Um, And that's a problem. And, but yeah, those were the highlights I saw from this match. Other than that, it was just flippity-floppity hardcore. And then we move on to the next match of the evening for the ECW World Tag Team Championships. FBI was Sally Graziano defend the titles against Danny Doring and Roadkill. Okie dokie. Uh, really solid match. That is, this is probably the best of the show so far. Uh, flew by kind of quickly. The right team went over. The crowd was hot. It was another kind of, I mean, it was a match. Uh, Tony Mamaluke may have died. Um, <laughs> the pop for the win didn't seem loud, but it may have been because of the fucking dubbed bullshit music. All right. This match, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't have a lot, I didn't have a lot for this. I okay. mean, it's ECW. All right. <laughs> yes, and this match was nine minutes and one second. <laughs> I'm alive. We can't get back. Yes. And here are the highlights I saw. Once again, I noticed the pet peeve that I have, and it's something that recently, last time we saw wrestling together, Desmond and I got into a bit of a debate on this, but it's still something that bothers me immensely. Once again, why the fuck are the champs coming out first? Thank you. I hate this. Now, I know Desmond tried to come up with some justifiable reason, like, if the champs come out first, they can celebrate more with their titles while waiting for the challenger. I don't give a fuck. It's the only, it's the first valid argument anyone's been able to present to me, but still, I don't fucking like it. If you want other people to respect your titles, you must first respect your titles. How am I supposed to take your champions seriously when you're not taking them seriously? Makes no fucking sense. Also, what is this bullshit about Tony Mamalu being 2,476 liquid ounces? Really? Uh, um, 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 it's a wine joke. Oh my god. Okay, okay, that's different. Alright, I'm like, what the it's fuck? A wine, it's a wine joke because Italians drink wine. Yes. In that case, I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Then, uh, and then, of course, um, Danny hits a scoop slam on Tony and then goes up top, but Guido crotches him. Tony goes up and Danny he hits a low blow. My exact response was, thank you, I am sick of people just fucking sitting there. That, that irritates the shit out of me. When someone's just sitting there on the turnbuckle, and you clearly have enough time to react to something, but you still just sit there like a fucking bump on a log, waiting for somebody to just come by and superplex you off of it. Thank you. Hit a fucking low blow. I'm sorry if everybody's sitting there just like, oh, let me sit here while he gets situated and does his bullshit hurricanrana, whatever the stupid fucking high spot bullshit he's about to fucking do that makes no sense but it's gonna make the crowd go ooh ah ETW Thank you. I used to know somebody on the roster has a fucking brain. I didn't think it would be Danny Doring, but that is the case. And yeah. then he hits a, some weird move for a two count. The crowd chants, that move sucked. This is the part where I ask Gator, what the fuck was that? I don't fucking know. Nobody knows what that is. No, and none and none of us really care either. I was like, that, anyway. move, <laughs> this is, that move sucked. What the fuck was it? <laughs> 
Uh, Guido had the armbar in still at one point. Had an armbar locked in. Um, he had the Fujiwa armbar. All this fuckery is going around. He still has the armbar. All of a sudden, he breaks the hold and then ducks Danny over the top rope. Goes for the kill switch, but Rogue Kill counters and then sets him up for the buggy bang and the win. To which, here's my question. Why would Guido let go of the goddamn armbar? There was no rope break. No one broke it up. Hold he on, just... hold on, hold on, Mr. Big Brother, do the gimmick with me. Psychology. Psychology. Fuck it. Yeah, I need to let go of this. Oh, no, wait, because that's not the finish that we talked about in the back. So, so I got to do all this other shit to get to the finish that we discussed. So because this whole thing's basically fake, I'm just going to let go of the arm. Fucking retard. Oh, no, wait. Actually, let me rephrase that. Fucking Guido. How about that? You're not just a little Guido. You're a dumbass Guido. That's what the fuck you are. And by the way, I'm Italian, so I can use that word. And by the way, I'm an Italian, so I can use that fucking word. So don't try to cancel me, you dumb fucks. I'm an Italian. Yeah, don't cancel Mr. Bugirelli. Yeah, dumbass Guido. Don't that cancel the boot. Don't cancel the boot. Damn right. Girl, I'm convinced you a dumbass bitch. And now we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. By the way, I did like the fact that Danny Dorian and Roadkill got the win because they're a much better tag team. And we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Tommy Dreamer versus C.W. Anderson. Okay, so this was a grudge match. Um, this was probably the best match of the night. Let's be honest. It was, it was the best match of the night. This was the most fun. I enjoyed this. I don't know if it's because I know both guys and I know how they are and I knew this was going to be good when I saw it. <laughs> so anyway, and in a way of showing how much of a grudge match this is, CW cuts off the introduction. Goads Tommy into fighting now. Uh, Cyrus sets the stage by bringing up Dreamer's back problems. The fact that Anderson is best at picking apart a body part. Tommy surprisingly tries to wrestle early on but can't hang with CW who hits a shoulder stunner. Uh, things spill outside where Dreamer is crotched on the guardrail as CW gets some chairs. He opens one on the ring post, places Tommy's arm inside of it, and hits it with a chair twice. Sick. I guess it was wrong. I was wrong about Cyrus as the target is the arm and not the back. See? Psychology. They fight in the crowd for a little bit. Uh, back inside, CW continues to go after the arm, which Tommy sells well. Uh, Tommy hits an atomic drop onto the chair before bringing the towel boy thing, which we just saw. Come into play by wiping CW across the ropes. Uh, we witnessed Towel Boy for a reason. CW brings Towel Boy in, but it only leads to him eating a tornado DDT. Louis dangerously appears, shoves the Towel Boy, breaks a cell phone over Tommy's head. The real Paul Lee shows up, takes out Louis. Uh, Tommy hits the Spicoli driver for a two. The crowd is 100% into all of this. Tommy tries for a DDT. In trademark Tommy fashion, he baseball slides a chair into CW and then hits a weak looking power driver. It did kind of look fucked up. Tables brought into play laid flat on the mat. CW suplexes Tommy and his back back into it which was a cool way to use a table. I'm just saying it's not a way you see very often but it was cool. The partially broken table is set up in the corner but but reversed so the legs are out. Uh, Tommy's move is countered. CW spine busters him through the table legs and all. This fucking bump is the winner of today's Fuck that bump award. God damn that bump, dude. Oh my god. Yes, and uh, this match was 
16 minutes and 47 seconds of awesomeness. And um, I've, I, I've, I've never really talked to Tommy Dreamer, but I was at an indie show that he was working at. We we're kind of working on the same show, but our paths didn't really cross. I do know C.W. Anderson, and I have worked with C.W. And he is like one of the main guys that is amazing. I've seen him be a locker room leader. He understands the business. He, you know, he's part of ECW, but he's not part of the garbage shit. He knows what the fuck he's doing in a ring. So I have all the respect in the world. Um, and then of course, um, and uh, I will say the highlights for me was CW spitting in Tommy's face and saying, let's end it, you New York pussy. Fight me. Best way to get somebody in New York to fight you, I would say. Um, there were a few good highlights for me. Of course, uh, Cyrus, I'm not gonna lie, he did pretty good on commentary. Um, you know, at one point, Joey mentions Don Marie is in the CW camp, and Cyrus says, I love to have Don Marie in my camp. We could play tent. I'm not gonna lie, that made me laugh. Um, CW is laying on it. At one point, um, CW goes for a bulldog. Tommy picks him up crosses him onto a chair. CW is laying on it and Tommy does an elbow drop off the middle rope with his good arm. That was smart psychology which I love and it's a very much a difference. This is a different Tommy Dreamer than the one that we saw in the November to Remember 98 recap where I was not very impressed with Tommy's performance. Here Tommy was amazing. I have all good things to say about Tommy Dreamer in this. Uh, the psychology in that was smart. It's like okay I got one bad arm but I'm gonna do the elbow drop with the good arm. Because sometimes Sometimes you see people whose arm will get worked to death and then they'll hit a move with that arm and pretend it doesn't hurt at all. I've seen people do it and it makes me want to smack them every time they do it. So to see Tommy yeah, with smart psychology, love that spot. Tommy grabs a towel, wraps around CW's neck as he cleans the ropes with it like the towel boy did earlier. I thought that was great. And I love the fact that at one point in between matches, the towel boy is getting a pop from the crowd. And they're going, mm-hmm. oh, oh, as he's running the rope, running around the ropes with the towel. I mean... I'm just going to say, that, that's pretty cool for the kid, you know? And Yeah, for the kid. For the kid. But here's the problem. I fuck that towel boy because he's just like that motherfucker at the, at the damn GCW shows who sweeps up the ring after the death matches. The whole sweep it up, asshole. Sweep it up. Now, fuck that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, as long as he's not, like, you know, affecting the outcome of a match, that's a little bit different. But, like, he's taking a, he's doing something in between the show. You know, the crowd's hyping it up. It's not like they're being mean to the kid, you know? You know, he's just doing his job. So that's what I meant by that. Or fuck all of them. All right. And then uh, CW runs at Tommy, but he picks up the towel boy and the towel boy kicks him in the face. Tommy then hits a tornado DDT off the ropes for a two count. I felt that should have been the finish, to be honest. That that would have yeah. been a great spot to end it right the there. Finish, the actual finish was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, that could have been a good finish. Uh, at one point, CW goes after Heyman, but Dreamer grabs him and hits a Spicoli driver for the two count. How the fuck was that not the finish? Crowd chants bullshit, and they're 100% right. That, how the, like, okay, I, I get, it's like, that should have been a fucking finish right there. That was a great way to end this fight fucking match, in my opinion. Tommy taunts to the crowd, and CW gets up and throws a chair into Dreamer's face, hits a suplex onto the table for a two count. Am I the only one that noticed the table wasn't even set up? Yeah, let's suplex somebody onto a table that's just fucking laying there. We're not gonna set this up. We're not gonna break it. It's just gonna fucking lay there. Thank you. Thank you for wasting our time. Yes. That was the only spot in the match where I went, that was fucking stupid. 
Other than that, great. This was a great match. That was my only negative about this match was that you didn't even you you put somebody you hit somebody onto a table that wasn't even set up. Why waste the time? But then of course there's a spine buster eventually because through a table. We do eventually get a spine buster through the table for the win. Great match as we have our one shining moment and then back to the crap. As we move on to the next match of the evening for the ECW World Television Championship, Rhino defends the title against Spike Dudley. Oh, fuck. Uh, at some point near the start of the year, Rhino destroyed Spike, broke his leg, uh, keeping him out of action for nine months. Spike attacks at the bell, goes for the acid drop, which is how he's beaten bigger guys in short fashion. It fails, but he goes for the leg of the champion. Uh, Rhino goes for a chair, knocks Spike silly, uh, busting him open. Rhino pounds on Spike. A boring chant breaks out. I guess they, I guess they hear the fans because they tried to entertain by going out through the crowd. Uh, Spike leap uh, from the balcony onto Rhino. They make it back to the ring. Rhino stops the acid drop. Uh, tries to go for Rhino's leg to the bottom rope before going after it with a chair. Um, nothing special here. Spike attempted to tell the resilient story and go after the leg. It didn't connect. This was a fucking waste of time and it was stupid. Thank you. I am Gator. Yes. Uh, this was just not ins- worth your time. As a fan, no, but I still have to talk about it because that's what I do. No, uh, I'm just saying it's not worth anybody's time. No, it's not. Um, uh, and then, of course, you got, again, the smart-ass comments from Cyrus saying Canada's greatest sport is dwarf tossing as Rhino sends Spike into the guardrail. <laughs> oh, God. Rhino then grabs Spike on the apron and drives him face first into the timekeeper's table. And, of course, I put the new one because they broke the old one and they somehow managed to get a timekeeper table back out there very very quickly and it's like then they break this one it's like are you fucking kidding me why are the people even out there like can we have a table that's designed to not break so people can actually work and do their goddamn jobs there's a reason why these fucking people there's a reason why these people are here the crowd starts chanting boring because god help me it is and he then sets Ryan then eventually Spike sets Rhino up on the guardrail slams him and slams a chair onto his back now Gator here's a question I have for you did you hear any spot calling during this moment oh Oh, yeah. Because I, I knew I heard something. Like, I, I think I heard them, they were doing some spot calling on this. Like, you can clearly hear them calling this out for the crowd. Yeah, I don't know. Spot calling is something you're not meant to hear. Yeah, no. Children, no. You're not supposed to hear people calling their spot. But guess what? It happens. Yes. It, it, ha- now, it happens uh, It happens rarely in, in WWE, but it happens a lot in ECW because they just don't give a fuck. And yes, but, well, it's not that they just don't give a fuck. None of these guys are fucking... None of these guys are fucking train completely like another place we know uh right yes, yes, yes we know ultimately crappy wrestling <laughs> <laughs> not what I was going for, but okay. Rhino then throws... Oh, there another place where they're not? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was an elite mistake. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a, we're thinking of a more elite company in that regard. I fucked up. I am trying to clean up my mistake. Yes, we know. Yes. Yeah. You must clean up your mistake. Don't worry, young buck. You'll learn. Uh, Rhino then throws Spike back into the ring and goes for the cover and gets a two count. Um, That should have been the finish. Just dropping someone through a timekeeper table. 
table and then throwing them back in the ring. That should have been it right there. That should have ended this whole goddamn thing. But instead, they had to do a bunch of other shit. Rhino hits the gore. The crowd chants Goldberg. That was that was worth it for me right there mm-hmm. to hear that. And then, of course, eventually Rhino grabs his belt and leaves the ring after he gets his goddamn ridiculous victory. And then, on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Uh, and this, was, of course, was nine minutes and 51 seconds, by the way. Um, not the next match, but the Rhino's Dudley match. But the next match of the evening, we've got the unholy... We got uh, Super Crazy and Kid Cash versus the Unholy Alliance with the Sinister Minister. I only have two words for this entire match, okay? You ready? Okay. This is all I have. Underlined it, bolded, written in all caps. You ready? Ready. High spots everywhere. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what this Literally, is. Literally, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Super crazy runs to the ring, and Tajiri and Mickey beat beat him, beat down on him. Crazy tries to get away, but they chop him in the corner and choke and put the knees to his head and ribs. All of a sudden, music plays, and out comes Kid Cash. Cash comes in like a house of fire and knocks the Unholy Alliance out of the ring. Kid Cash is super crazy, stands tall, and Cash offers to be his partner. Crazy accepts, and that's how we get this whole thing. Mickey attacks Kid Cash from behind, and the match starts. Or Mikey, I should say, does it. Because, of course, the Unholy Alliance is Tajiri and Mikey Whipwreck. And, uh Tajiri kicks Crazy in the thigh and then stomps the quad and then it kicks in the midsection. He works in the end and does a sharpshooter with Crazy laying on the ropes, assisted by Mickey. And then Mickey does a guillotine leg drop off the apron. I thought that was a pretty good spot in the midst of all this craziness. Then you got Cash and Crazy eventually breaking free. And Super Crazy does a springboard moonsault onto Mickey and Tajiri. That looks fake as fuck. Why? Because they're just standing there going, we'll catch you! It's fake. Uh, Kid Cash goes for a, go, goes does a springboard roll onto everybody. Crazy held them so it looked believable. But if you notice real quickly, the ref is helping them. Why is the ref helping? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone want to explain why the ref has to help in this match? Do do refs not know their place? I guess not. I'm sorry. What I had uh, I had put the mute on. I said Kid Cash does a springboard roll onto everybody. Crazy held them so it looked believable. But why is the ref helping? Um, wrestling. And then Joey says Cash is more confused than a Palm Beach County voter. Again, making fun of the 2000 election. We get it. Dimple chats, controversy. We don't come here for politics, Joey. I can't say nothing because I would totally do that. I'm just saying, one, one, and you, and you you know, I would. Yes. One political joke is enough for one show. I don't need two or three. No, four or five is okay. Super crazy then nails the triple moonsault off of each turnbuckle onto the jury. Cyrus says he should have gone for the pin. Finally, somebody said it. Dumb Don Callis, apparently, when he was Cyrus the virus, he was a lot smarter back then. Apparently, the virus didn't attach his brain cells until much later in life. Because finally somebody said it. Mikey hits a whippersnapper off the apron to the timekeeper's table. Just fucking pin him. Go for the fucking pin. Why is everyone like, oh, I can't go for the pin because I got to do these fancy tricks. At least let the fucker kick out. Then go do your little kitty tricks. Fucking morons. This is the type of shit that makes wrestling look embarrassing. I'd rather watch a death match than sit through this crap. Wrestling. This was 18 minutes and 24 seconds. Of our lives, we can't get back. Uh, there are so many better matches on here that could have used that extra time. This did not need yeah. to be an 18-minute yeah. fucking match. Yeah, yeah, yes, Mr. Boudreaux. We all know that. And tell us why it was CW and, and Tommy because... Because they did wrestling and wrestling. psychology and storytelling. Yeah. 
They didn't need fancy kitty tricks. Yeah, they pulled out some weapons. It's Tommy Dreamer's the innovator of violence. Weapons are going to fucking be there. But he at least he did it right. Then we move on to the main event of the evening. God help us all. For the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Steve Carino with Jack Victory defends the title against Jerry Lynn and Just Incredible with Francine. Let me just, all right. This is a, a lackluster end to a lackluster show. The stuff with Jerry Lynn was, when Jerry Lynn was involved, was okay. Um, Steve Carino and Just Incredible going through their motions of beating the hell of each other. I mean, it was a hot crowd, but this was just, this was just sad. I mean, Steve Carino can work a hell of a lot better than this. He deserves better. I'm not saying that because I know his son or anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this has been Kabooch Oh, that's it. You don't have you don't have anything else to say? No, I'm no. I mean, it was a lackluster finish to a lackluster show. This entire show sucked. Yes, and um, if, if for... you would have had more fun watching paint dry. <laughs> you would have had more fun smashing smashing your penis with a hammer. You would have had more fun watching Bret Hart cut a promo. Um, now yes. where do I fucking begin with this? Okay, first of all, Francine says Justin can't get any more pussy until he wins back the title well okay that's a damn that's a damn a damn sure uh, good way to win a title question um question. are these two married in this storyline i have no idea out of curiosity because um here's the thing because if you're the former world champion which just incredible is um if you're a star which just incredible is um do you really need to be worried that francine's not fucking you hey justin i don't know if you learned this in the wrestling business but there's a thing called fucking the rats. I mean, it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, granted, Gators retired from it, but still, you could fuck, you could have <laughs> yeah, fucked the rats. Um... I'm just saying, the only way that method works on guys is if they're married. Yeah. And even then, they might try to get some pussy on the side. But most married men in this day and age aren't going to take that gamble. Any other guy, it's like, they'll go get pussy somewhere else if they're not getting pussy from their girl. Like I said, that only works on married guys. So if Justin Incredible and Francine are not married, this whole entire stipulation is fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb and pointless. I'm sorry. This was a dumb... The match is a three-way dance, which means an elimination match. I already know I'm not going to like this because it's an elimination match, which means it's going to take a long time, which it does because it's 22 minutes and fucking 51 seconds. Do the gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the gimmick. Oh, uh, which gimmick? Oh, oh, I like if we can't get back. There we go. So... Sorry, I'm tired. Right. <laughs> Francine and Jack Victory talk trash each other on the apron before they are finally ordered to drop down to the floor, and then the bell rings. So here's basically the highlights here. Uh, they circle each other. Then Jerry kicks Justin in the gut and steals the kendo stick and then clocks both of them in the head, and then he puts it down and then punches Carino and then stomps Justin before working on Carino in the corner. So here's my question for Mr. Jerry Lynn. Uh -huh. Mr. Apparently, you're supposed to be a smart guy in the business. A mind that most people respect. So let me ask you this question. The fuck you putting down the kendo stick for, dumbass? I got a weapon. I say hit those motherfuckers with a kendo stick till it breaks. I never... It's a no disqualification match. Anything goes. Why are you putting the weapon down, you idiot? Because it's ECW. Jesus Christ. 
That, that is retarded on so many levels. I'm gonna, I have a weapon, and then I'm just gonna put it down. No, if I'm holding a weapon, it either, either the kendo stick breaks into pieces, or you pry it out of my cold, dead fingers. I'm not just gonna be like, oh, well, I hit everybody, might as well put this down. I don't need this anymore. It's not like I'm gonna beat up on one guy, and then someone else is gonna pick it up and hit me with it later. That would be logical, morons. Then you got, then at one point, Justin runs at Jerry, who attempts to flip him over onto the guardrail, but just as knee hits the rail and he screams, fuck, fuck, god damn it. Wrestling. I feel bad for Justin, but that was funny. Because that's exactly what you should say. That's how you know that shit really fucking hurt and wasn't planned. Because he just yells, Wrestling. fuck, fuck, god damn it. Justin, at one point in the match, grabs a microphone and says, come on, you little bitch, get the fuck up. And then stomps Jerry. He then looks at Carino and says, you think you're fucking bad? And then stomps him. He goes over to Jerry and says, who's the man, motherfucker? And then kicks him. He goes back to Carino and says, Justin Credible is live on your monkey ass. And then stomps him. So apparently Justin Credible now thinks he's the rock. He grabs Jerry and says, New York, New York City, suck on this. And then hits Jerry with the mic. That was another highlight for me. Then eventually Jerry Lynn's eliminated. Good fucking riddance. The crowd chants, we want Sandman. Doubt he showing up. Um, officials check on Francie's jaw at one point because she gets um, whacked with a baseball slide and everybody's checking on Francie's jaw. My immediate question is, why is all the focus on her? Look, I get it. She has a vagina. When a woman's in trouble, everybody has to stop what they're doing and go, oh my god, the delicate little flower. You have a match going on. Fuck the jaw. Not literally. And fucking focus on the match. There's a fight breaking out. Get some medical people to check on that, but focus on the goddamn match. If you're the referee, focus on the fucking match. Then Carino goes and gets a ladder, which is fucking pointless, okay? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Unless it's an actual ladder match, or if it's a match involving the Hardy Boys, one or the other, or both, there's no reason to have a fucking ladder in a match. None. It is a pointless, meaningless fucking weapon. You don't need it for anything. I said it before, I said it again. Unless it's a ladder match, something hanging above the ring, or unless the match involves Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, or both. Don't nobody need to see this shit. Fucking dumb. Then eventually, Jack Victory breaks up a pin. The ref yells at him, and Jack says, you shut the fuck up. Might as well. The ref's got, the ref's not doing shit anyway, so you might as well cut his nuts off. Justin throws Carino out of the ring and over the guardrail again. Justin hits him in the ribs with a Cinepore cane. Looks pretty badass. Justin then punches and chokes Carino against the railing and then flips him over the balcony as Justin hits him repeatedly with the cane until he falls to the floor, which we didn't see because fuck the cameraman. Yeah, there's a really good spot happening here, but the cameraman can't focus on it because he's fucking dumb. This is how shitty this pay-per-view was. The commentators were making smart-ass jokes that weren't fucking funny. There were spots that made no goddamn sense, and the cameraman doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing. And then, of course, after the match, Sandman comes out and attacks Jack Victory and Steve Carino with a kendo stick. He then says, you may have the ECW heavyweight, you may be the ECW World heavyweight champion, but this belt is mine. He then celebrates on the turnbuckle with the belt in one hand and a beer in the other hand. Does his trademark sip, crushes the head, the can on his head as the show goes off the air. Merry, merry belated fucking Christmas. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this review of ECW Massacre on 34th Street. Uh, Gator, thanks so much for uh, tuning in for this, and uh, uh, we'll definitely uh, see you next time. Yes, Mr. Bucciarelli, thank you very much. I'm glad to be halfway done with the labors. I'm glad we can get this fuckery done so I can get to my territories. Yes. He wants to do uh, Tales from the Territories, so uh, 
make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archives of the show as well as great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And then, of course, hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We're going to have more episodes of uh, BoochCast Reviews, Dark Side of the 90s coming up because we should be, at the time that we're recording this, we got 10 episodes already in the can. I'm going to be uploading a bunch of them soon, so make sure you check them out. And then, of course, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, January the 28th for the WWE Royal Rumble as we go on the road to WrestleMania, the first stop. We're going to find out what's going on at the Royal Rumble, who are gonna, who's going to win the Royal Rumble matches, and who will main event nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special treat in the works. And, I, and then of course, you guys can also support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Come support the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Actually, Mr. Boochcast, Mr. Boochcast, Mr. can I do this part? Can I do this part? Sure, get it. You can do this. Yes, uh, support the Boochcast. That's right. Make sure you can uh, donate the dollar amount that you want. Uh, we got the $1 a month. That's for the people who don't have a lot of money to spend. Um, you don't you don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of money in your pocket. Uh, chances are you've been screwed over by the economy or maybe you're just cheap. I don't care. Gators can't say that about the people. Shut up, Mr. Bicciarelli. I got this. So make sure you donate 99 cents a dollar per month. We also have $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for the cock. Obviously, a lot of you don't like the cock. So give us money instead of the cock because we're better than the cock. Also, you can give us $9.99, $10. Same amount of money we used to pay for the network back when we used to have it. But now that the cock owns it, we got nowhere to put that $9.99, so give it over here. Uh, you have the option of paying with your credit card, or you can use GPay. Also, uh, the money that we raise goes back into the show. Uh, Mr. Bicciarelli uses it to upgrade the equipment. He uses it to uh, bring in bigger name guests that uh, charge ridiculous amounts of money to be on podcasts. Uh, he also takes care of the bills and all of the people who work very hard on the show, like myself, Mr. Gator Ricky Ross. So make sure you uh, you uh, uh, donate to Mr. Bucciaretti so he can give me some money and I can actually validate myself on this show. So donate to this show and give me my fucking money. And of course, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, after Mr. Bucciaretti has paid everybody, like you said, make sure after everybody's been paid, everybody's been taken care of, if there's any money left over, uh, we use the rest to give the ginger uh, his ramen noodles because uh, he's hungry and he can't afford food on his own. And also, we try to get him laid even though at this point it's a lost cause because uh, nobody wants to fuck the ginger because he's ugly. Uh, did I do a good job Mr. Bucciarelli? Yeah Gator I guess that pretty much covers it. So uh, until next time this is Vinny Bucci aka The Booch saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby and I'm the Gator and I'll see you later. Yeah! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux.